Survivor Specialist Phil and Alexa are back, and we are doing our first power rankings of Season 42, predictions and power rankings, uh, with 16 people remaining, so exciting times ahead, probably one of the longer ones of these, because normally by the time we get down to like final six or seven, we're doing like 25-minute podcasts and then trying to find something to talk about. Um, if you're not a $20 patron, become a $20 patron. You could participate in the Power Rankings game. The winner of the Power Rankings game gets sent a buff, which we sent last year. Um, we're going to be sending ours to Brian Johnson soon. And if you're already a $20 patron, you're participating in the fantasy game. I just have exciting stuff for you because I finally got something from uh, Survivor Vintage Store. And they're the ones who are going to be giving away the prize. I don't know what the prize is going to be yet for the winner of the fantasy game. But I got this personally sent to me. And it's the uh, Gitanos buff from Panama. So I got that sent to me yesterday. All black. I know. I'm very excited. And I'm happy I got it because whatever Alexa gets, we're going to be doing like Pokemon trading cards here because I know she loves Panama. So when they send her like a Courtney Yates uh, signed like a photo, I'm going to be calling her saying, hey, thousand bucks for that. (laughs) Nine hundred ninety nine for this one. I mean, they're going to get a China buff or one of those like human size fat heads of Courtney. I hope uh, it's the second one. If it's the second one, I'm going to be able to hang that in here because Rachel just came home with a Mike Shashevsky framed poster. So I'm allowed <laughs> to put a fat head up of Courtney. Is she Yates, okay? So. How does she feel about the fact that he lost? Oh, it's so head? funny. I, I just mention it every time. And, and don't forget that if you are a basketball fan, UNC just lost to Virginia Tech. In the so ACC tournament, Duke yeah, Virginia Tech. Like it's crazy that that Duke couldn't just win that game on their home court for Shashevsky's last game. But we're talking about Survivor, <laughs> and I'm getting middle finger sent to me, so I guess she's listening. Oh, um, so we have we have 16 people left. We're gonna be rolling through this one to 16. So for anybody who's new to the power rankings game, number one is your safest person. Number 16 is your least safe person. So make sure you do that in the oh, right six. order. Uh-oh, how did I mess that up? Uh-oh, Alexa already messing stuff up this early on. Probably who sad I, that... Who did I double up? This will be fun to figure out. Alexa just doesn't want to admit she lost two people in the premiere from her fantasy I team. I know, that was so bad. But do you um, know worse than the fact that I lost two people in my premiere? The fact that for the first time in six seasons, we're getting a blindfold challenge, and Lydia is aggressively not blindfolded. Yeah, I once again cannot pick the blindfold person at all. It's so pathetic. It's ridiculous. How is she the one calling? I don't know, but here she is calling, and here I am still getting zero points in the blindfold challenge. I think all time. I think Will and I did this since season 30, and I don't think I've ever gotten it right. But one thing I am right about, and one thing that Alexa was severely wrong about, (laughs) and it leads into my number one, is Jonathan. Jonathan, there you go. Alexa's already jumped off her initial preseason thought of Jonathan's the one she wants nothing to do with and all that. Jonathan is a stud. That tribe is going to dominate. And even if they lose, they're going to want to keep him because I think this is definitely a tribe that's going to value strength over everything else. And I think that from top to bottom, Marianne, uh, Mariah, all of them, I think this is a very strong tribe. But I cannot get the image out of my head of Jonathan dragging the boat while mm-hmm. everybody's in it against the current with one arm and just walking and looking unbelievable the board. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, this isn't anything. The guy is just an absolute stud. I don't see any way that he goes home 
this week. And it leads into my number two, which is Lindsay. I think Lindsay and him are in great spots on that tribe. I think they're both strong. I, we didn't actually see them interact at all in the first episode, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to be something we were going to see, but we saw them both so positively in this first episode. It gives me a lot of hope for my preseason. I really hope Jonathan and Lindsay make it all the way to the final three. Um, <laughs> they just really seem like they're in, in good positions over on that tribe. And that is the strongest tribe by far. Yeah. And also to add to the Jonathan thing, he, I think like one of the funniest lines of the premiere is when they're counting the triangles mm-hmm. and he's like, I count 11. And everyone was like, well, okay. <laughs> and then he, he knew to just remove himself from the situation. Mm-hmm. He's like, this isn't my thing. Building a shelter is my thing. So I think also like, like as a baseline, he can be the reasons tribe never loses an immunity challenge. But I think on top of that, there's a lot of self-awareness. And I think that's also there's like a benefit of new survivor. I think a lot of people who are really good in challenges, they know what that means now. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be like, well, I carry us in challenges. So therefore I'm doing everything else. He knows how to separate. And I think that's a really good quality. I completely agree. And I will look like at Jonathan right now and say, I don't think he's merge boot potential either at this point, because he let everybody in his tribe know that he can't do a challenge or can't do a puzzle for the life of him. And I know that they're down to five because Jackson was pulled from the game, but they might never lose again. And if they never, and by again, I mean, they might never lose in general. And if they never lose tribe. Yeah, like the Blue Tribe just seems like they're going to get decimated here. Blue Tribe from last year. I should have said that. Oh, I get what you're saying. Lesu, but I, what, what the heck was their tribe? Le, uh, Yava, Lesu, something like that. Not, well, Lesu, Lesu. I know. God. It was, it was blue. They were yeah. blue. Danny uh, and Erica's tribe. Yeah, that one. I, I really think that that, that tribe like, is just not going to lose. And if they lose, it'll be one time. And, and so what? Yeah, they're down to four. But they should go into the merge with numbers or in a worst case scenario, like tied with everybody else. The only way that they don't, the only way that they don't end up with the numbers is if they lose one person and they have four. But then I think pretty much it's going to be like a five, four, two or something like that going into the merge. Maybe there's one other tribe that has more than them, like the green tribe, just by circumstance because they didn't have to have anybody medevaced. Uh-huh. But I think then you team up with the blues and you can just take out the green tribe. It's not necessarily the best thing to have the most numbers, but Jonathan, I think, is in a good spot. Yeah, I, I think he's in a great spot. Um, I bounce around for my number two. I actually have Omar as my number two. Oh. Um, I th- I was, I mean, again, I watched an hour and a half of him, but just in between preseason to ha- watching him play, I think he's, I think he's really smart. I don't think he's doing anything like particularly noteworthy, which at this point I think is a extremely good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also on that same tribe. He will never be like, like Jonathan will always be better than him at challenges, I assume. So he can always fall back on that, but he'll never be the one to like, doesn't seem like someone would be the one to like blow a challenge. Um, so I actually think he's in a really good spot um, and he's on that same tribe. And I think that tribe is really looking okay. Yeah. I, and and I do, my biggest concern for that tribe would be Mariah, just because at her first confession was just like, I'm looking to find myself out here. And most of the time in Survivor, if that's what you're looking to do, that ain't you good. don't, you don't make it to the the end. You make it as like a growth arc. And so I think she would be the one who would go if uh, if they were to go home, you know, or if they were to somehow lose yeah. this week. Yeah. I I have a comment about her, but I'll save it. Okay. I'm going to rip through my three, four, five because they're okay. all from the same tribe. It's not from the orange tribe. It's from the green tribe. So I actually have my number three. I have high. 
-hmm. I don't understand the blood thing. I liked his tweet though about why wouldn't you? I thought that was really funny. Yeah, you got to do it. (laughs) You got to do it. I think he's in a good spot. It seemed like nobody really called him on that. He seems like he's in, uh, you know, he's got that little advantage. That's kind of an advantage right now, but he doesn't really know. Then I go to the fireman, Mike. Mm -hmm. I know his name came up in this, this next time on. It means nothing to me. I think those are always a total waste of time. And I think that he had a great first episode. He had so many confessionals. They were so positive. He was really talking about like lifting up the tribe and like wanting, and like everybody was amazed that he was 57 and how could you be this old and all of that. And then at number five, I have the person that I don't know anything about. And that is Chanel. (laughs) I I really just don't think that they would loot. They would cut her loose without giving us more. Uh, Mm -hmm. from her this early on because she's she's not like you're like oh okay you're really young hot person like hope i always go back to season 26 but like really young hot person who like oh we just didn't edit them and now they're gone she's not like your older person who we didn't edit them and now they're gone chanel Mm -hmm. doesn't fit into the we're not going to give you an edit and you're going to go home third or fourth or something like that so i have chanel at number five i think that she still has some time left Mm -hmm. in the game did you see um, Mike's tweet about his favorite part of the premiere being that his kids were embarrassed to see him in his underwear? I love that. I love it's that. So That's great. Good. I like. <laughs> and I, me I, and Alexa I, didn't even notice he was in his underwear. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even notice. Talk. I'm definitely, telling you, we have a whole text conversation about definitely it. Definitely didn't contact each other about that <laughs> during the episode. Um, but anyways, I also have the winner of this season. Chanel is my number three, um, okay. kind of for the same reason. Um, she's on like that tribe is really interesting because everyone seems very inoffensive. And I actually like never understood how any of them would work together, but they seem to all vibe pretty well. Um, From an edit perspective, same point as Phil that I don't really know why she would just disappear. But then at the same time, while I was admiring the fact that Lydia was not blindfolded in Mm -hmm. the preview for this episode, there was someone blindfolded on that tribe and that person was Chanel. And she's like pretty ripped. Like Mm -hmm. I know like, like, it's like, oh, Dre is a personal trainer. Like, Jonathan just, like, lifts up cars for fun. But Chanel, like, looks like she'll be able to, like, crush it in a challenge. So I think, like, if we're going to use the excuse of voting people out because of poor challenge performance, I don't think Chanel would be a reason. Well, uh, and I just want to put this up. Adrian Celeste, I love her confession on describing the tribe dynamics. That's what moved her up for me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still not sold on the fact that Chanel is, like, a deep player in this game. But... That really did kind of like there, there's something to be said for the fact that she was the one describing the pairs and everything like that. She's on top of what's happening in her tribe, and they wanted us to know that for a reason. Yeah, though I did. I funnily enough, I almost kind of have the not the full opposite, but I like that she was the one to describe the tribe dynamics. But she kind of was like, "Well, Hi and Lydia are weird together. Jenny mm. and Mike are older, and so therefore I'm with Daniel." Like it mm. didn't seem like she wanted. It seemed like a thing of well, I guess we're here rather than uh, me and Daniel are buds. Um, Maybe that could make her a swing vote in a situation because she's not married to him. But um, that almost raised a little like, at at least she knows about it, though. So I think that's good. Yep. Who's your four Um, and five? Okay, four, I actually have Drea. Um, I am challenging the fact that her name was brought up. But I also think she, we talked about how, you know, she was kind of in control this episode kind of through for a bunch of different reasons. I don't think it is in any way that like her team is going to want to revolt against her for it. She also is 
probably this well Roxroy the probably the strongest person she, on her tribe like she's that, stronger than Roxroy yeah no doubt that tribe cannot afford to like if you're in between Romeo and Drea I assume they are going to keep Drea because they've already lost somebody um I think Drea also has enough inroads with everyone she she and Romeo seem to actually have probably the closest thing she and Tori collaborated to get rid of Zach She's kind of in with everyone. Um, and so I think for that reason, she's in a good place for this week. Yeah, I actually, I have her at six. So I know I'm jumping ahead of you again, okay. but I have her at six. She's the only one on the blue tribe that I have any confidence in surviving this week. I think she is totally safe because if anybody really wants to get rid of her, that's just idiotic. That's going beyond what Evie did last season because Evie was getting rid of Voce, who wasn't the strongest person on the tribe to secure her women's alliance. Mm-hmm. That is not the case in this situation. That is not what's going to happen in this situation. This would just be cutting off your head. You're just like, there's no reason to do this. Drea is absolutely necessary on that tribe. I don't see any way that she goes home this week. Yeah, I, I think she's fine. Um, I think she's fine this week. I don't know. Like, it depends like how she she's going to win. And number five, I'm so excited to have Jenny at number five. Mm. Um, clearly great from a challenge perspective clearly fits in well with her tribe but also is like aware of when she is smarter than her tribe but doesn't doesn't make it known to anyone except for us like i really liked her confessional about how she's like these people don't know what they're doing and she like said it to them in a way that was delivered in a funny way rather than in a demeaning way um so i i have really high hopes for jenny i think she's i think she's really looking good right now I mean, I know you still haven't caught up to me because I did my six year five, but I have Jenny at seven. So I just want to throw that one in. Jenny was Jenny was like I said in that in that reality pop episode, I said that she is my dark horse on this season. I think that she could go deep. She could go early still. And and just because she had one good episode doesn't mean that she's in a great spot. Yeah, I think the most telling thing, though, was that her and Mike teamed up right away. The fact that they got together right away and Mike seems to be carrying a lot over there on that tribe. I do not see her getting the first votes of that green tribe. And I'm telling you, like, I know it's a blindfold challenge and that means really anybody should be able to win it, but I'm not buying that anybody can win it. I don't feel like there's enough camaraderie over on that blue tribe. I know they went, they went to tribal. So we saw a little bit more of their fighting. They don't seem like they're connecting at all. At all. At all. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, we voted the person out who's the reason that we're not happy. Like, I, to me, that tribal council just exposed that it was like, get rid of Zach or Tori. We could have, like, obviously Zach was unanimous, but, like, I don't think they're pumped about how And went. it's funny because it's the first unanimous vote in Survivor history. And... I feel like it was so far from unanimous. Romeo didn't want to go that way. Tori kind of wanted to go that way. Drea didn't want to go that Like they were all over the place on who they actually wanted to go for. And I think we're going to see that start to come to fruition this week. Mm-hmm. Um, crazily enough, my number six, I actually have Swati, which is kind of wild because I just don't feel good about blue, but I do feel good about her. Um, challenge perspective. She, she and, um, Zach both struggled on that puzzle, but she, and, and Zach kind of said this in his exit interview. He's like, if you look at her, she also wasn't nailing it either, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they are really going to gun for her. I think that she and Roxroy like had a really interesting um, 
like they had a really interesting moment together, like when talking about getting rid of Zach. Um, and I just think like out of anybody, like if Blue goes to tribal council, if you want to get rid of the people who no one else vibes with, get rid of Tori or get rid of Roxway. If you want to get rid of people who are weak, you get rid of you get rid of Romeo. If you want to get rid of somebody who's in charge, you get rid of Drea. Swati is in kind of in the middle of everything. And I also I, I kind of miss this because I don't remember her age, but the fact that she said she was 20 instead of being 19, I think that mm. was actually really smart. Yeah, which I think like maybe yeah, it's weird because like at the time of filming, was she 20? Was she 19? I really like Swati and I talked about that. My biggest concern is if she's only paired with Roxroy. And now Romeo becomes a free agent and decides he has to work with Tori because Tori is going to work with Drea. Because mm -hmm. Tori's saying her thing like, oh, I see my path to getting rid of Drea. I think there's going to be a gigantic butt at the end of that. And so if Tori and Drea kind of team up because they did talk through a lot of stuff together. Uh -huh. Does Romeo suddenly become the swing? And if Romeo becomes a swing, Roxroy is probably stronger than Swati, which makes me worry for Swati, even though I don't think Swati is going to do anything wrong or has done anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Who's your number seven? Um, my number seven is Mike. Um, I think Mike is fine. I think he and Jenny have a good thing. I think he is being the right kind of leader where he's he's sort of inserting himself into it, but like the sociological like breakdown of this is like you look at this tribe of six and he is the one who like mm -hmm. He probably naturally fell into that and they probably naturally accepted it. So I don't think it's a like, oh, Mike's trying to take over. Um, I, I I think he's completely safe. Sevens feels lower than like I mean him to, but I think he's I think he's in a great spot. Yeah, I mean he's still in the top half. So you yeah. know and, and that's how I feel about my next two. I go Marianne then Omar at eight, nine. So I have Marianne mm -hmm. at eight, um, Omar at nine. I mean, I'm I'm see. The thing is, I feel like Marianne was a huge part of this last episode, which could be a good thing or a really bad thing. I really can't tell yet with her, but I still don't think this tribe is going to lose. Omar, on the other hand, was a very small part of this last episode. He was in there at the beginning and then really kind of backed off. Another thing, I can't tell if that's a really good thing or a really bad thing. Yeah. We were drawn attention to his personality right away, and then he didn't do anything the rest of the episode. Marianne, we were drawn attention to her personality the entire time. What's going on with these two people? I don't really know, but they're on the strongest tribe and their name isn't Mariah. So I think that they're in good shape. <laughs> and I think Marianne is doing a good job at fitting in, which was something I was concerned about coming into the season. But I think that she's going to like really push that to the side and, and make it not really a concern at all. Yeah. Marianne has that kind of innocence that like yet, and I, I don't live with her, like is really endearing and not annoying. That could change. But I think like, the way that she talks to us, she's like, people regret not taking risks on Survivor. I don't think anyone on her tribe would have guessed that she would say something like that. Agreed. So I do think she's she's game smart with like a level of innocence, which is really cool. Um, my, I guess maybe I'd be, I might be bypassing you. My number eight is Lydia, and my nine is High. I have them kind of right next to each other. Um, they had a they had a cute moment together with the whole blood thing, but they're like Lydia seems to be fitting in just fine. She's somebody I also made a wildly um I, I made a pregame assumption about but she knows what her own deal is she knows who she is and i think like she knows that she's on a tribe with people who are different from her but they like that and i think she likes that too so i think she and hi are are in a really good spot and then i go to marion at 10 um yeah. i i don't know why i have her in like i guess the quote-unquote bottom half but i don't see her like I don't think she's going to do anything that would get her sent home. Um, yeah. I think she's going to challenge us. 
Yeah, I have Lydia at number 10. Um, fan favorite Lydia, of course. I agree with you. I think Lydia is in an okay spot, but I put her this low because if they do lose, her closest connection is high. Where does high fit in with everybody else right now? We really don't know. Chanel seems like she just kind of went with Daniel just to go with Daniel. Yeah. Lydia and high seem like they actually really bonded. But Romeo and Zach seem like they really bonded too. And Romeo turned around and wrote Zach's name down. So could Daniel turn around and write Lydia's name down if it is to save his own ass? I think he would. I also, though, have uh, Daniel at number 11 because I do think that with his shoulder and the fact that he kept grabbing it during the episode, I actually think that he is still hurting. And I think that he's going to actually be the weakest person on this tribe for the majority of it. So I'm concerned that he would go home. Again, I don't think this tribe loses. I actually give this tribe the least amount of chance to lose based on my power rankings here. But I really think that if they do lose, Daniel could be the one who's in trouble because – High and Lydia really paired up for a reason. Jenny and Mike paired up for a reason. Chanel just went to Daniel. That kind of feels like Christy and Katrina to me. So Christy and Katrina, wow. Chrissy, I'm sorry. Why did I call her Christy? Yeah. Christy and Katrina. Katrina and then got it. Um, my number 11 <laughs> is Lindsay, which also feels pretty low. I think Lindsay's in a great spot, I think. Yeah, she, she really didn't do much this all all she did was tell jackson to drink more water because she's missed um but yeah i think Lindsay's fine i don't i like want her to be funny and annoying so i'm like confident that that will come but there just wasn't much to go off of with that tribe but i don't think that i can't imagine that Lindsay's gonna have like a huge turnaround and be like a pain in the ass well and and the thing was like at the beginning of this episode when she was more focal I liked that they showed her being like, no, 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 guys, we're already putting ourselves in a weird spot if we show up too late or whatever. Like she was still thinking about her tribe and her, she was thinking in a way that high was not thinking Yeah, like high was not on the same wavelength as Lindsay. And I think that was a good thing for Lindsay in all honesty. So that's why I had her so much higher than, than you do. Yeah. I'm really curious how long they were gone for. Like, I, I, I hope that someone comes out. So much of that is editing, but still, I yeah. wonder too. Like, where are they? And like, I think it was Adam Klein who said it on Twitter, but he was like, why not just say like it was 40 knots instead of 20? And that's why it took so long rather than rubbing fake mud and stuff on you. This way you're not like, well, where'd you go through a mud pit? Like we're in Fiji. Yeah, where is the mud? There's, yeah, there's it's not raining. Water. We're not in um, a rainforest. Like, yeah, that seemed like one of those things, one of those like absolutely unnecessary and ridiculous things that came up in the drawing room, but like, is so inoffensive that I think it's funny because it's so unrealistic, like mixing blood all over your chest with dirt, but like, eh, whatever. So stupid. Um, Anyway, number 12, this is the last person um, from the orange tribe for me. So I've already gone through green and orange. I have Mariah at number 12. Um, I think if they lose, she's the one to go home, but I don't think they're going to lose. So my final, my bottom four are all from the blue tribe. Yeah, my 12 through 16, these are all people who I think have a chance of going home. Um, pretty much everyone else could have could have waffled anywhere between 1 and 11. Um, I also have Mariah at 12. I don't think that Tribe is going to lose necessarily, but what I am, I actually, I even kind of missed the, like, I'm going on Survivor to find myself. I was more concerned that, like, to me, her big moment was, like, I blew it in this opening challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we had this huge lead and I blew it. And that could spring into maybe they put her in the hero position again and she kills it. But that also could have been a signal of like, well, if she's there again, it might happen again. Yeah, I almost feel like, though, it was a little bit heathery 
where it's like her tribe wasn't really beating her up. She was beating herself up a little bit more, but like, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to build myself back, but I still don't see, I don't see where she's fitting in on that tribe. That's the biggest thing. Like Lindsay, Jonathan, uh, Omar and, uh, and Marianne, did any of them talk to Mariah in that episode? We never saw her on our TVs interacting with another human being on her tribe. I don't think. And that's a big deal. I know she like walks away with Jonathan and Omar, or not Omar, Jonathan, and I think it is Omar, whoever it is. She walks away with whoever it is. But what, like, what does, it was Jonathan and Jackson. But what does that mean for her? Because we still don't see her interacting really with Jonathan or Jackson. So what, I don't understand where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I missed that. All right, now I get into the bottom four. I think Blue is losing. I think Ika is totally screwed. I think that they are the weakest tribe by far. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they might be one of the weakest tribes in Survivor history. I really do. I See, before the season, just looking at the pictures, I was like, oh, Zach's probably going to be like somewhat athletic. He's probably going to be similar to like Xander or whatever. Like, he'll be good. I didn't necessarily see that. Well, like, I didn't think he was going to be like 6'3 and like ripped, but I still thought that he was going to be like – Maybe not that, but like Eric Reichenbach, also not like a very jacked guy, super skinny, but like mm-hmm. a runner, whatever. I didn't expect to be 118 pounds. Romeo, I certainly did not expect to be 112 pounds. I thought that he was going to be like a more normal sized guy. So I totally underestimated from their headshots how small those two people were. This tribe is insanely weak. Where does their strength come from? How do they not get Jonathan to make them stronger? It makes no sense to me. That's what I was going to say. You put Jonathan Jackson and Omar all on the same tribe yeah. like that's like move one of them yeah. to the blue tribe and that and that helps a little bit obviously we didn't see jackson really do much a challenge but like it's a big dude like yeah that and that that speaks for something um i just think i think it's pretty odd and we're saying all this off of one episode but it's just pretty odd especially considering like how they change things with the war dog situation that yeah. we had this didn't happen. yeah, they, yeah. They didn't. yeah i mean Jonathan must be so bad at puzzles that he makes the people who are good at puzzles on his tribe awful because if that, like the puzzle stuff doesn't even feel like it lines up, like nothing about this feels like it lines up. So anyway, at 13, I very surprisingly out of these four have Romeo as the safest of the four. And here's why he lost his closest ally. Him and Tori were certainly not getting along. Him and Drea didn't really seem like they were doing anything, but Roxroy and Swati were very much on the outside of everything. So if Roxroy and Swati were on the outside and weren't really bonding with anybody else, but were bonding close together, now you're going to have Drea and Tori and Romeo say, well, wait a second. Or Drea is going to say, maybe to Tori, whoever it is, we need to work together to break up that pair so it's not a pair versus a pair and who knows with advantages and stuff like that. Maybe we need to work with Romeo and bring him in so we can't go over to that side of people that actually might be more akin to him. Mm-hmm. So I have Romeo at number 13 because I actually find that he is going to be in the swing position this week. And I think that's really going to work in his favor. Yeah. I, I actually think that's a good, I don't have him like on last place either. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I have Daniel at number 13 and then, and then I go to the rest of the Ica tribe. Um, Daniel, his main content was around that. He pulled his, um, whatever, dislocated his shoulder. I assume that he'll be fine after, but that, after that, but we really didn't get much of like relationships. We did get his like personal content um, and like his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I don't like 
there's no one on that tribe apart from Chanel by necessity that he seems really close mm -hmm. with. And that just makes me nervous. Um, and then number 14 is where I go to Romeo. Um, I don't mean, I'm, I think he has a lot of inroads with people, as I mentioned, but I also think we are at a point in Survivor where people are willing to keep the weak person to get rid of the strong person who doesn't agree with them. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, I think Romeo is kind of safe. And I think they knew how close he was with Zach and with Zach on, it doesn't really matter. Um, at 14, I actually have Roxroy. Um, not sold that Roxroy is going to survive this week, but the reason I put him ahead of Swati and Tori is because even though he was dogging it in the challenge, at least according to Drea, he's still the biggest person on that tribe. And are you really going to get rid of the biggest person on your tribe to when you're already the weakest tribe by far? It yeah. doesn't make sense to me. I don't think they do it. So that's why I put rocks right next and Swati and Tori are my final two. And I'll just say this now. I love Swati. I have her at 15. I think she's in a lot of trouble this week because it doesn't seem like she was socializing with the other three, really only Roxroy. But mm -hmm. I have Tori at 16 because I think she is overplaying like crazy. Um, and I think it's going to bite her. We'll see. I still think she got a pretty okay edit in that first episode. But I really am concerned for her that like Drea is going to be like, mm -mm, you're saying my name. I'm getting you out. Drea is the strongest person on that tribe. How do you not? How do you not? side with the strongest person on your tribe in this situation yeah i i i i agree with that i guess i just don't know how much they're gonna value like tribe strength like we heard evie last season be like whatever like mm. i i hope that they value that but um i have it that they're not i have tori at 15 and roxroy at 16 okay. um a bit of this isn't a conspiracy theory because it's a widely on the internet but Tori, I believe, is the person who finds the spoken word idol. Okay. Um, and so I don't imagine that she would go home, but also that happened to Jeannie. So and it happened I, to Brad. Yeah. So it very much could happen. I think that Tori will hopefully know to back off a little bit. Um, she had to come in hot because her name was on the chopping block. And I don't think she like one make like did herself any favors in the way that like she and Zach fought at tribal council. But Agreed. I think that they were more willing to keep her around and Roxroy is who they threw out, like threw his name out more. So I think that they could get rid of him because they don't like him. Yeah, I, I agree. And I wonder if they don't like him or he's just too different for them. You know, I like, that, yeah, that's a bit extreme. I don't think they like yeah. dislike him. Yeah. But I don't think he's, fits in with them um i don't know but then again like the younger people like that thing kind of came and went because yeah. zach's gone and he and tori never liked each other yeah she read the, the potato skin thing yeah yeah so that's that's big so we yeah. know not that, that she's that, gonna find it not that that means anything but yeah because because ultimately all that's gonna mean is she loses her vote probably yeah she's she definitely who i want to hear try to shoehorn it into conversation yeah for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> Well, I'm just hoping it's Tori or Roxroy so that Swati stays around so that my fantasy team stays in perfection. Let's you know, hope so, Phil. I really hope it's Roxroy so that you are down three people in three votes. That would just that make would me super happy. Insane. But yeah, that's it for this one. Um, so yeah, we didn't have a guest here. We're I mean, we're trying, but we're trying kind of like 70%. Yeah. Sort of. Um, but play our games if you want to play the Power Rankings game, $20 patrons. That's the big thing. Um, yeah. Always tough early on here because – we don't really know these people all that well yet. All we can assume is 
what we saw in the first episode is exactly what's going to continue to play out for the rest of the season. But Which is definitely going to happen. Definitely. Um, but yeah, if you're a $20 patron, either preferably email us, um, specials at gmail.com with your power rankings um, before the episode on Wednesday, um, during which we are actually going to podcast an hour later. So the episode airs from 8 to 9 Eastern, but we're going to podcast um, at 10. So there's going to be an hour gap in between the end and us starting. Yes. Yes. And that's totally my fault. And then after that, uh, I think that only happens one more time the rest of the yeah, year. So we exactly. should be smoking from there. Smoking. Smoking. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Become patrons and um, we'll see you on Wednesday night. Bye everyone.